Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Queen Charlotte, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello, and a warm, warm, warm welcome to Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and on this episode, I am thrilled to share two conversations with you. I got to spend some time with the two remarkable queens that brought to life one of the most captivating and influential characters of the Bridgerverse, Queen Charlotte. It is an absolute pleasure to delve into the world of these talented actresses who have masterfully embodied this enigmatic you know, leaving audiences spellbound with their performance over the top bodacious queen, Queen Charlotte. It's an honor to have them with us, and we can't wait to hear their insight, their experiences, and the shimmering brilliance that they bring to screen. So let's just get right on in. Welcome, India. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. It's really good to have you. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying you absolutely exude a swan-like essence of a young Queen Charlotte. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's pro- probably ingrained in me for like another 10 years or so. Um, oh. Oh. But yeah, yeah, that I, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, you know, so you had to walk into a room for how many days? as like the the centerpiece and holding up um, so much of the story and um, the scenes. Um, how does that inform you of yourself? Did you surprise yourself in any way? Are you more brazen than you thought you ever were? I think she, she taught me a lot. She taught me about just being okay with emotions and being okay with not being okay. And actually normalizing the fact that not everyone feels 100% all the time. And, you know, in those moments when she is dancing and she's moving, it's it's incredibly surreal for her, I think. And it's, it's, it's probably all very too much, which I, as India, can get very overwhelmed by large crowds and large groups of people, especially when there's attention only on you. But, you know, the fact that she kind of defies those um, those feelings and, and pushes against it and great outcomes come from that kind of taught me that, hey, OK, you may be feeling uncomfortable in 
said situation, but push through it. And um, yeah, you know, only greatness can come from working outside of your comfort zone, which I'm notorious for staying in um, because she's nice and safe and comfortable and I like her. (laughs) But um, yeah, I, I don't feel like I've made significant changes to my life and um, just me as a person from stepping outside of my comfort zone. And this job was was one of them, I think. There aren't many jobs that are as scary to take on as this. In all the spectrums, you know, the most amazing feeling to the most terrifying feeling of like taking on this massive role. Um, so yeah, it just showed me that I, I should continue to push outside of my little circle of, of safety. Yeah, you, you said something that's interesting. You said that emotions are okay. What do you mean by that? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I had a very weird feeling whenever I felt a huge sense of any type of emotion, whether that's Mm. a complete enjoyment, um, you know, terror, horror, um, Mm. being nervous, being afraid, being scared. I always kind of masked that and I didn't really realize that I did that. And... I guess that influenced my acting because it meant that I wasn't able to open up. I wasn't able to explore these emotions to create another person, let alone, you know, reflect on my own experiences, feeling certain feelings. But with Charlotte and with this job, I was with her for six months. I was creating a whole person. I had to know exactly how she felt in all situations, what nerves felt like to her and how, how she displayed that, what elation felt like to her and how she displayed that. So for me, I had to feel that as India and go through that and and really kind of recount on my life and those moments where I've maybe masked how I was feeling just because I don't know I always thought it was a bit cringe to to be vulnerable or or to to show my emotions completely because it it does put you in a, a scary position of you know people judging you or being able to use something against you um but she made me a lot more empathic and she she made me discover that actually I am quite an emotional person I never thought I was I thought I was quite straight laced and you know oh just get on with things and and quite you know have that very British mentality of you know just just go and do your job or just you you just keep pushing through things but actually I'm I'm highly sensitive mm. um and I and I think it's, it's actually been beautiful it's opened my my eyes to the world I've traveled more than I have um and I've got to meet people and really understand people and really getting to, to know what humans are like through through getting to know her and getting to know emotion. So I feel a, a lot of pride and a, a lot of gratitude when I think about her and Shonda's writing and her work because it's yeah, it's not only helped me as an actor, but as a as a human, um, which again is, you know, gonna only help me in my in my job, um, be a better and more honest and open person. There were scenes with you and Corey, you and Arsima, where I felt like I wasn't supposed to be in the room, which is, I mean, what the mark of a really good moment, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that and working with Corey, working with Arsima, um, the moments for you that felt the most freeing or light or where you were able to just get lost in that moment. You sit with a character for six months and I think... Um you do you do lose yourself in 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 the best way and sometimes in 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 bad ways because you you leave a job and you go what is my existence as india but i felt you know especially towards the end of filming so easy to access her and just to you know completely delve into this world 
a lot of the scenes I, I felt I was completely kind of engrossed and Shonda writes in a way that is almost incredibly theatrical she makes you know 10 minute scenes six minute scenes which are so detailed so intricate and you 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 get them and you see them on the page and you're like right I know this is an important scene because of this this and this we've just spoken about this we've tackled this we need to get from here to here and then by the end of the scene we're completely different places um and it's about working together as a team and uh, especially with Corey actually we really, really worked hard in the evenings after filming. You know, mm. we'd sit for a couple hours and just delve into the scenes that are coming up and we'd make sure we were prepped and knew why we were doing the scenes and making sure we hit every important beat and kind of quizzing each other on why the scenes are what they are. Oh, I live for that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what awesome. a lot of, I mean, that's how we were trained. Corey was trained theatrically. I was trained theatrically. And that's how you break down a script. You, you know, you annotate it, you... You give it a purpose, you put it into perspective of both characters and you you workshop around it and you you find out ways and you you come up with ideas of how you could do it on the day, but then also, you know, leave it to the director's interpretation and also the energy that both of you bring on the day. Um, but a lot of work goes into it. A lot, a lot of work goes into it. And it has to, because a lot of it isn't spoken. I think that's what's great about Shonda's writing. A lot of it is in the gestures, the eye contact the no, the no speaking, the silences, yes. the pauses. I mean, those are the bits that can often be missed, but are incredibly important and, you know, tell a lot more about, about how someone's feeling in that situation than words can. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I think that's why this show just, you know, satisfies those taste buds because it says what we're all thinking. And sometimes we're too afraid to say out loud. One of the things I'm not sure how to explain out loud is... The moment between you as Queen Charlotte and Arsima mm-hmm. as young Agatha, young Lady Agatha Danbury at this point. And she comes up to you and she's basically um, making a case. She's basically making a case to have the ball be thrown. Yes. The first ball. And it's a moment where she's teaching young Charlotte about her privilege and um, what responsibility she has to act with it. What was the conversation the two of you had to really dig into that scene? Because it speaks volumes today. I don't think we actually did. You know, I know we, we ran lines, again, delved into its importance, but there's something about the Black woman's experience in every culture in you know in Britain in America that one doesn't even really need to say anything it's just an understanding um an immediate sense of I I understand what this person's going through and for some of the scenes especially like that for me I didn't work a lot on them because I wanted that natural reaction to someone actually saying it out loud Sometimes that really works. There are there are a couple of scenes where I'm like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know pound my lines so I'm not thinking about the lines, and I'm most of the time I'm just letting the other actor affect my choices. And that was one of the scenes. I knew you know what I was saying. My objective was with with George and what on earth he was doing, and I was gonna you know the the turn the head turn was when she starts talking to me about the actual pressing topics. So I, you know, I, I used that. I used that sense of like, I don't actually know what she's going to say. I'm not going to look at what Arsene is saying that day. I'm, I'm going to let her words inform my reaction. Mm. And it was completely natural. You know, I'm, I am Charlotte, but I'm also 
taking in what she's saying for the first time. There's a lot of scenes like that where I'd read and I was like, I don't want to read the other person's lines. I don't want to do that. Oh. I, I just, I just want to, I just want to be, I want to go through that, that ride and that journey and find where Charlotte sits in there. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm wondering if one of those scenes is in episode six, young Charlotte's pregnant. She, you know, goes to young George and she's basically asking him, you know, what is wrong with you? And it ends in a, you know, beautiful emotional moment. Um, but he's hurling, he's hurling at you. Um, is that one of those scenes that, mm-hmm. that you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. I do not want you. I want never to see you. Leave. Get out! I order you! No, no, George. Charlotte! You cannot force me away. I will not go. I command it! Go! I will stay! I command it! There's a way of, you know, the first time you hear something being said out loud, you really are in, intent and you're, you're really kind of interested and focused on what they're saying. That's another one. Yeah. And I think people... People will will see now, maybe if they go and rewatch it, which hopefully they do. Um, the scenes that you can just really tell that both people are in the room, they're present and they're thinking. They're not thinking, what's my next line? It's like, no, my intention is to you and you only. And that is a perfect example. So uh, let's talk about working with Tanji, Tanji Kasim. Yay. Her brother, young Charlotte's brother, Adolphus. Um, I absolutely love the carriage scene with the two of you. You give the appearance of a statue. Statues are works of art. Art is beautiful. Art can be beautiful to gaze upon. You are ridiculous to the eye. Is there a point? You have not moved an inch in six hours. I am wearing Leonese silk encrusted with Indian sapphires working with overlay of 200-year-old lace. Apparently too much movement can cause the sapphires to shred the lace. If that were not enough, the gown sits atop a bespoke underpinning made of whalebone. Whalebone? Yes. Whalebone, brother. The bones of whales. Whales died so I could look like this. All the finest corsets are whalebone. You would know that if you knew anything. You are dancing with the with the script. Um, actually, you're more like a kitten with a ball of yarn with, with the script. Oh, I like that. <laughs> in, in that scene, it's... Um, someone used the words, you are still, but just still um really just effervescent with with your delivery and i am curious about the back and forth between you and and kasim in preparation for that scene um and and if we could also talk about um how you stand up for that character in episode six when you confront arsima as young lady danbury i mean Tunji is one of the best people I've ever worked with. He is so experienced, so level-headed, you know, so ingrained in the work, but also up for just having a laugh. And he's incredibly intelligent. And it was an absolute joy to spend time with him. And I I felt like I don't get to speak to him enough um, and speak about him enough, actually. Um, But he was vital, vital in, in making that scene as impactful as it is. But... We, try, we we did that scene all day. I think I had a very short wow. scene in the morning with, with Corey. And then, uh, yeah, we had a whole day dedicated to that scene. 
Um, again, because it's so important and it almost as important as the meet you, you know, you you're discovering Charlotte for the first time and who she is and, and her relationship and the, you know, the world that we're about to start building again, it was another scene that we just hammered the lines. Like we knew them back to front. I, I, they, they were my audition scenes. So I, I'd known them for, you know, months and months and months and it was ingrained in my soul by then. So the lines weren't a problem. It was more bringing something new and fresh to each take because, you know, sometimes when you're saying the same thing, you can get into a bit of a rut and you, yeah. you have the same cadence of how you're saying anything. Um, and it was just about breaking that mold and changing that. But that was, you know, only through Tunji's excellence and Tom's direction and um, everyone around us kind of each take wanting a new fresh you know idea and spark and we did so many different takes Tunji just going completely ham basically and Mm -hmm. he he's just like let's completely loose and his anger and his frustration and everything comes onto her and then she's left kind of quite meekly in the corner going sorry like we and then we did ones where he kept very level-headed and she was you know up here and um she held the upper hand and it's very very interesting to go through the day and and go through different types of you know, power and differences between the pair. And then I think, you know, she realizes again, a bit like with Agatha, like there's only a certain amount of people in society that will relate to her and her experiences. And one of her, one of those people is her brother. And I think she really takes it to heart that, you know, the whole thing with, with, with Lady Danbury doesn't work out between him and her. But I think it's also a moment where she uses her power um, and she realizes her power in that instant. Lady Danbury's been telling her, you you know, you, you're the first of your kind, you're this, you're that. And this is the first time she's she's kind of openly expressing it to this person who's asked her to step up to the plate. And she's like, listen, you wanted me to be this way. You 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 were the person who wanted me to to take the stance and to be strong and to lead my people. This is me leading my people, and you're one of them. Don't forget that. <laughs> um, so I think it was just you know a vessel almost in mm. in order for her to to push that. And she does love her brother, and I think she is probably quite grateful by the end um, that everything kind of worked out. She is with the love of her life and it's not the ending and it's not the 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 life that she maybe would wish for however she now is you know a figurehead in society and she's part of all this change and she's new and um yeah i think there's a lot for her to be grateful to him for we'll be right back with more chit chat with india amartifio after this short break Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. 
You're listening to Queen Charlotte Bridgerton Story, the official podcast. Before we get back into our conversation with India and Martifio, let's just take a quick moment to hear this note from the casting director, Kelly Valentine Hendry. When India's tape landed, that was one of, I'll never forget that. I mean, she is young Queen Charlotte. She is young Golda. Since you love character deep dives, if we had to choose a moment when young Charlotte comes into her own in these six episodes, which I think we know, like, she's going to grow more over the next few decades, right? Um, For me, it would be the moment she finds young George in the garden. And she just kind of looks down and makes a choice right there that she's she's choosing to stick with him and care for him. What was that moment for you? Two, that one for sure, because that is her in that split second deciding, okay, I'm 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 all in now. I'm not if I wasn't before, I'm all in. Uh, I care too much about this person to let this affect my image of them. Um to let me not see past someone that is in need of help and that I want to be that person for them. Um, but also the moment she, she locks eyes with him at the end of the altar and she, she's only, you know, I think she's almost expecting someone at the, at th- that someone to, to be, I don't know, intimidated, mm-hmm. taken aback, um, you know, not up for it anymore, but all, all she sees is just adoring eyes and someone someone completely accepting her and accepting her in the way that she wants to be presented in the way that she wants to be presented. And, you know, for him to, to be so open and to be so, um, Hmm. yeah, inviting of someone who is, is bearing all, I think for her, she's like, okay, this is, this is someone that I can trust. This is someone that can see me for me, um, finally. And, and it will accept me for me and, and that I am enough as I am, even if she is more, Hmm. then she, she she's a lot more than I think anyone was expecting. Well, we know, especially her mother-in-law. But yeah, those two moments, I think, just helped solidify their union. Yeah, you you completely took my breath away in that moment. I was just like, wow, this this young person who's supposed to be 17 is just so completely aware of marriage <laughs> and being in a committed relationship. Um, that was really amazing. It, it was a really amazing moment. Um, yeah, it was amazing to film as well. Yeah. Was that outside or were you guys inside and all lit for that? We were inside and all lit, baby. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what? in uh, Oxford. We filmed in a, in a real church. It was absolutely stunning. And yeah, the lighting and the cinematography just really came together. It was, wow. It was a very magical moment. We had a lo- we had a load of um, essays as well that day. It was like the most essays we've ever had. Whoa. Is there anything about the last episode, episode six, that for you is like a full circle moment for you as a performer, as a storyteller? Does Is there anything that you take away from the in- the final episode of the show? The last scene, right? The last scene yeah. under the bed, I think, as an actor, as an audience member, as Charlotte looking at George, there's just, it, for me, it was completely, you know, full circle. I was like, okay, this is, this is why we've done the job. This is, this is, this is very, very special. Yeah. Um, 
I think it just showed it's incredibly bittersweet and like such an understatement, but you know, you've, you've just seen, you know, more than seven hours worth of content showing that these two people are destined to be together yet. They are in such different journeys, such different headspaces, such different paths, such different places Mm -hmm. that it's, it's, it's heartbreaking because you know, they desperately want to be together, but there's something in the way. And I feel like when there's that object in the way, there's always, it always makes things more exciting because you're always wanting to know how to get there. And, you know, we start knowing that they, they have a love, a beautiful love story and that he's, you know, incredibly challenged. Um, but we don't get the backstory and then we see it in Queen Charlotte and then, you know, it brings it full circle. So I think in that sense, it, it gives, it gives purpose and it, it, it shows yeah it it gives the whole series purpose it shows that this love is is one for the history books and is meant to last um but also you know for me playing a younger character it's it's very it's not common to see your an older counterpart and then to see them portray the same same scene um it it felt like I was seeing her future seeing Mm. my, my future um which was very very bizarre and um amazing as well to show that you know their love still does stand the test of time and although he continues to descend she can still have those glimmers she still can have those memories and those moments with him um and I think that's what she does it for it's those little you know those flickers of of his presence still being there Mm, very very important apart from it being incredibly sad and making everyone blubber including me (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was great. It was amazing. And, yeah. and I got to see it all happen as well. So it was, it was very special. Yeah, definitely a, a lesson in life. I, I, I really did. Um, I took away the same thing that you hold on to those glimmers. Um, but that choice, that choice to love and that choice to stay and not go over the wall is my biggest takeaway from this series. I, I think you can apply that to so many different scenarios and work in life for sure is there a wall that you did go over in life in your in your short life any walls that you said you know what (laughs) let me get over this let me just skip (laughs) I don't think I don't think so I think I am quite meticulous I'm quite a meticulous planner Mm. um and I I don't usually do things I don't want to do that is one thing my mother gave me she didn't give me the looks. She gave me her stubbornness. <laughs> okay. um, I can be quite set in my ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. Climbing over the wall, it's like, no. Um, no, I, I, try, I just try and tackle things. Problems come. I try, and, I try and figure out a way to work with them rather than work against them. A true rare jewel. Thank you very much. Yeah, I keep forgetting about that really, really important scene until the end, which is just so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there any favorite offset rendezvous or um, fun that you've had with your castmates? Um, I had a fun talk with uh, Sam Clement and Freddie Dennis. They told me this wild story about cows um, oh god what i missed a big chunk of it but it was so funny just because they were laughing so hard <laughs> okay i'm glad i'm glad they found it funny 
they they decided so we we hired an airbnb which is like a verbo in a vr bo um in for our last two weeks of filming um and i decided it was a great idea to to live with the boys my oh my what a decision i made that was maybe that was maybe where i should have run over the wall um (laughs) it was it was great i think there was one evening we got back really late and we were all cooking our separate dinners um Corey had made i an abomination is what it was it was rice um corn like you know like vegetarian meat with veg and tomato sauce and then he got um bran flakes crushed up bran flakes sprinkled them on top and put it in the microwave so that was his dinner I'm sad. My dinner was my dinner was a potato salad. Sam had cooked a beautiful like um, salmon with rice and veg and everything. And then um, Freddie wasn't eating. And I said, "Where is your dinner?" And he said, "Oh, I um I I left it in the kitchen." So I I'd finished my dinner and I took my plate to the kitchen and I was trying to look for his dinner and I could smell pasta but I couldn't see it. And I went to go and wash my hands in the sink and I looked in the sink and he had just poured his pasta into the sink and left it just cooked <laughs> pasta in the sink uh and I think he was going back to eat it but it was just left not in a bowl just That's like you know real. in the plug hole <laughs> with all the soap um and I took a picture and it was fantastic but that was that was an interesting evening I think we were delirious we'd been filming night shoots so I'll I'll give him I'll give him a I'll give him a brief you know I'll let I'll let him I'll let him rest but that was crazy I do have to admit it was that was nuts. Well, it, I, it's really nice that you all had time to just connect away from from it all for a little bit. That's, yeah, for that's sure. Cool. For sure. And to build a rapport. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that the number one thing over the last few years in hearing about life on set with Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte is that um, it, it's always centered around food. Like where where are we going to get some food and the good times around a good meal? Did you have any kinds of uh, conversations that were very eye-opening that you were able to take back with you that have really just stuck with you um, away from working on the show, during the show? Just to enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, which is, you know, a lot easier said than done when you've got, you're traveling and you've got to make certain deadlines and you've got this and that and you're meeting people and, but actually just to take a breather and sit back and take it all in and just go, wow, okay, we really did something really cool here and to enjoy all the, all the pros that come, that come with it. And um, yeah, I I need to remember to do that more often. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any last thoughts about working on the show, working with your castmates? Um, Not really, just that I, I've had a really amazing time Um, and I hope people continue to, to watch the show and to love it as much as, as we did making it. We're all going to go binge it again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, India. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to refresh my tea. You should do the same. We're going to speak with Golda Rochevelle. So come right back after this break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. 
Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. We're back with Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton Story, the official podcast. And we're talking to Golda Rochevelle, who's here today to talk about reprising her role in Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Hey, girl. Hi. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good, babe. Very, very good. Good to talk. Good to talk. It's so good. It's so good to talk with you. Um, I still revisit our last conversation for sustenance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. provisions. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And was that one with Adua? That was that yes. was the last one with, was with Adua, wasn't it? Yeah, cool. Yes. That was a couple of years ago now. It was. A yeah. whole lot of life and work has happened since then. That's true, true, true talk, true talk. Yeah. Back then, I don't know if you knew that there were big plans for your character. Um, yeah. Did you know? No. Did you have any no. inkling? Had no idea. Had no idea, you know. Um, I don't know. You just kind of, I don't know. My life has just been, you know, chugging along, doing the work um, and being really happy with that, you know. I love to work like, you know, my profession. I adore it. Mm. I adore the, you know, the kind of investigation of characters and humanity and how we are. And I think, you know, maybe I've said this to you before, but I've definitely said this in interviews before, is that I I really, truly believe that an actor's superpower is empathy, Yeah, you know? So I really, I love to find that within my characters. So the work becomes really something that I'm really passionate about and that I really advocate for these characters. So Charlotte was no different for me, you know? I worked on her, I developed Mm. her, I I really cherished our journey together in creation, in bringing her to life, in bringing, you know, Shonda Rhimes, Chris Van Dusen, you know, if we're talking about right at the beginning, Mm. you know, their vision and even like Julia Quinn and her world and bringing that to life within this character that had been placed into her world, you know? So cut to... Shonda Rhimes going, yeah, we'd like to do a spin-off of your character. I mean, that's like, when you put that amount of work in and you really care about what you do and how you want to do it, it's, it's a real dream come true, you know, and a real Mm. kind of validation Mm. of, of me as an artist, you know, and, and what I dedicate to do every single day 
are, I walk hand in hand with these characters. Yeah. Yeah. I, when you, when you say validation, I don't think of like, oh, she's finally getting like her flowers. Yeah. Because if you know, you know, if you know Golda, you know Golda. Like, you, you, yeah, but I think there's always, you know, ask any actor, there's mm-hmm. always wobbles and imposter syndrome. And, you know, am I, am I worthy of this? Is it right? That's, that's, it's part of being an actor, that mm. insecurity, you know. So there's always that of going, am I doing it justice? Am I doing the the, the writing justice? Mm. Am I doing the character justice, you know? Right. So that's what I mean in terms of validation. It's like, yeah, okay, great. I've done a, I've done an okay job, I think. Yeah, that's that. This seems really, this seems as though it's going really well. I was wondering if you found yourself exploring Charlotte any differently or if you thought of her any differently with this, like you said, cut to or doing a whole yeah. deep dive. Did you have to reshuffle some thoughts you had originally? No, I didn't. If anything, it was the other way around. It was really kind of um, collecting the information that was then given to me, mm. you know, because when you work on a character and you, and you don't have the physical representations of that backstory, it's always there. You work on it. So, you know, for Charlotte, she had, in my mind, she had her family, she had her children. There was a life, there was stuff going on behind the scenes of Bridgerton, of all the balls and the presentations and the tea parties. There was stuff there, but I kind of describe it as it's kind of in the darkness, you know, Mm. and Shonda Rhimes brought it all into the light, you know, but it's always been there, but now it's physicalized. The imagination has been physicalized through Shonda's writing. It does feel like her writing sometimes and your performance are just I mean, this sounds so like obvious, right? But it's just like hand in hand. (laughs) But I I wonder sometimes if something that she kind of built into Charlotte was inspired by maybe a way you twisted your mouth in season two or something like that, you know, like that made her think, oh, she's, you know, she doesn't like strawberries because George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm sure there's an element of that within a writer, Mm. you know, because of the originator is still there and still living and breathing the character. Shonda is so good. As you say, joining me and the character together and allowing us through her writing to be able to walk hand in hand. You know, Charlotte's now become an entity of on her own for real you know she really is has is established and in in some ways leads me the actress you know as well as I lead her that I very much kind of wanted to create that openness for her to do that to be able to stand and I think because of her character as well you know, and that's in the writing as well as me playing, mm-hmm. that she is a standalone, you know, woman who knows exactly what she wants. She's unapologetic, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, you know. You seem to always just show up in such a very, like, completely all there 
kind of way, even if, you know, like I can't touch you through the screen. I was wondering if you had any, if similarly you worked with the costume. You know, in in Bridgerton, I have a lot of collaboration because we have time to uh, um, work on the wigs and stuff. And we have lots and lots of fittings. We had that on Charlotte as well. And um, I'm very much involved in 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 that kind of stuff and how how things are put on my head and the weight of things and, or, or, you know, all of that. So, yes, there is a collaboration okay. there. Charlotte needs to be able to walk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She yeah. has a certain way of like. She sure but, does. Yeah, she's like going. So that needs to be in taken into consideration. Shoes are a big thing to me. I like my shoes to be on my feet. I don't like any kind of slippage or anything like that. If I feel like I'm unbalanced, I'm unbalanced already with the wigs and, you know, the size of the costume. Mm. So my feet need to be in those shoes. Like they need to be part of me. Mm. So those are the only kind of things that I collaborate on for the costume. But yeah, mainly the wig stuff is, is, I find that really interesting, especially using like dreadlocks and textured hair and plaits and all of that. Trying to get all of that stuff in is really, really important. You were um, a lot more um, black this time too. Yeah, which I think is really interesting because Charlotte is very much, it's very personal, isn't it? The show, it's very intimate. Yeah. And I think with that intimacy, the the color palette had to change, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, we drew the curtain over the windows a little bit to kind of create that personal, that private. Oh, I you know, love that. You know, the beginning, she's grieving the death of her granddaughter, but there was a conscious decision to change that palette. So it wasn't as vibrant as Bridgerton, you know, we were seeing her as a woman, as a a mother, you know, we were seeing her private life. So those curtains had to be drawn a little bit just to take out that light. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I found that really interesting, but yet it was still beautiful. It was. It's still lush and, you know, really, it's still vibrant there. It's, you know, but yet the personal is it just tinged a little darker. It definitely did. I, yeah. And I, I was amazed at how in your funeral gown, it was, I was still able to see so much detail, all the, the yeah. beading and the shimmery. And it was, it was black, but there was yeah. nothing that I couldn't see. It was. Yeah amazing beautiful beautiful yeah i'm i'm very honored to wear those wow you know it's so funny you brought up shoes lynn paolo was talking about how she absolutely loved working on the shoes for this yeah. show and it's it's too bad we didn't get to see more of yeah, them. yeah did you have any favorite pieces or anything? Uh, my favorite pieces are my ugg boots when i'm sitting down <laughs> fun fact whenever the queen <sighs> is sitting down She's in Ugg boots. Let me reveal that right now. Any form of comfort Golda Rochevel can get while playing this part, I will go there. So know this, world. Ugg boots. That is... (laughs) So wait. (laughs) Yeah, true. It's true. I I now I'm wondering if they're so okay. I'm trying to think of oh so that that scene where you are having tea with Lady Danbury, 
um, played Ugg by Ajwa Ando. Ugg boots. <laughs> Ugg boots. <laughs> I'm always like, when I'm sitting down, I'm always like, can you see my feet? Can you see my feet? Are you going down there? Where's the camera? Yeah. Mate, you gotta you got to get it where you can get it. I'm telling you. I will now look at the tea scene in the greenhouse completely differently. Yeah. And the, the one where my kids are telling me off. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting down. Ugg boots. Oh, that reminds me, Golda. A little birdie well, told me that you and Hugh Sachs have a very special relationship yeah. on and off set. And I've got to tell you, the two of you on screen just mind blowing magical oh my god (laughs) he's amazing you two he is and 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 the both of you together there are there are a few scenes where um man it really stops everyone in their tracks um and so i'm really curious about your perspective on some of these scenes and what was going through the queen's mind and also what you and hugh how you and hugh work together um i think listeners would love to hear how the sauce is made because you're you are so thoughtful yeah so hugh and i you rightly say we are best best mates on and off the screen like when we, we, I knew him, we kind of knew of each other. <clears throat> so at like, you know, events or theatre events or whatever, if, if I saw him, it would be like, you know, a nice kind of polite nod and how are you kind of thing. But then getting to work with him was, was something really, really special. He is just phenomenal. And, you know, in Bridgerton, like he's one of our biggest actors over here, but yet you know, he took this part that had no words, no lines. Um, But yet, you know, in Bridgerton, we worked so hard on that relationship. You know, what, what is the silence between them? How is the silence filled with the knowledge of, of, of these two people, with the friendship of these two people, with the Mm. dedication, you know, she needs him as, as much as he needs her. And how are we going to portray that in the silence? You know, he, I mean, the most that he says in, in Bridgerton is yes, your majesty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But a whole lot with that face, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how do you portray that, you know? Um, and then coming to Queen Charlotte and, and him being able to speak for the first time and the scene where he tells me, you know, about my daughters and them not getting married and then I get upset and t- tell him to go and stand over there and look the other way. You are still his queen, forever frozen, forever waiting. Your daughters could not leave you here, trapped in time. Go and stand over there and stop talking. Look that way, not at me. Of course, Your Majesty. Yes, it's a funny scene. We cried because that was the first time that he had spoken more than, yes, Your Majesty. And it was so overwhelming for both of us, you know. It was like we've wanted 
this for so long. You know, it, it kind of felt like the lid had been lifted off this relationship, this emotion that was so deep and so passionate for these two characters. And yeah, we just started weeping. Yeah. Just and he was so beautiful and he did it so amazingly well. It was just like, oh my God. You know, and we held each other and yeah, really, really moving. I mean, we we are quite naughty as well on, on set. <laughs> We do, um, we laugh a lot. Uh, Hugh is very good at um, making up sketch shows. But um, yeah, he has a penchant for uh, sketch shows. So whenever we are waiting for action or, you know, he has me crying. Like a one-man reenactment yeah, of one man, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like one-man band, man. He's one, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But also, you know, he's been there for me, you know. It was, you know, in the tough times at the beginning when everything kind of blew up and we weren't able to kind of reach out to people because we were, you know, the pandemic and so on and we were doing lots of kind of Zoom things and it was kind of the the blow up of Bridgerton was kind of happening outside, you know. So it was kind of, it was quite lonely and he was part of our bubble because he was on his own, so... He joined our bubble. So it was really nice to kind of have him there and, you know, for, for the two of us to kind of go through it together and we would meet in a park and kind of discuss it all. And because he just, he literally lives up the road from me. Oh, um, yeah. So in those times, you know, it was really, it, he was he was such a good, good friend and he continues to be so. But yeah, he's, I'm so pleased he's getting his moment, you know. Mm, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, you're able to just be when you are around this person. Yeah. And definitely. and I, f I feel like that is maybe what Queen Charlotte is also able to do. She's able to just be around Brimsley, yeah. maybe to a fault, because in yeah. that you said it was funny and it was a little funny in a funny in the same way sorrows pr prayer sorrows yeah. is funny like yeah, yeah, yeah. queen charlotte that's so mean <laughs> yeah 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 exactly but that scene was um i felt sad for queen charlotte in that moment if you could just take us back to that just describe why is the mirror important in that scene that's a very interesting question and i'm only coming at it riffing on it now uh -huh. but i think but I think what's interesting about the mirror is she goes off about, you know, they're not treating my fat, my children aren't treating me good. They're not talking to me very nicely. I, you know, I'm a good mother. And I think the, I think what the audience is meant to see or meant to feel is that reflection. You know, when people reflect things back at you, I think it's a really ah. interesting way of of her kind of not seeing herself, the truth of who she is, you know? Yeah. And and also I think it's really lovely that she she's taking off jewelry. You know, and, and that oh. kind of that kind of um coming back to self, taking off the facade, taking off the layers. Right. And kind of coming back to, to self in that moment where your soul is reflected at you, but you're not seeing it. 
you choose not to see it. And that is perfect for my mind, because I feel like in that moment also, Queen Charlotte was choosing not to see the obvious answer to the question she asked Brimsley in that moment. Like, you never fell in love. You never got married. Like, duh, Queen Charlotte. What do you think? He's with you all the time. So that's, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I think there's something in that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, You also had really special moments with the King George under the bed. James, yeah. You and India and Corey and James Fleet. Um, do you have any special thoughts or memories from that scene before? Oh, my God, absolutely. I have loads, loads and loads and loads. But what I can tell you is, first and foremost, that was a James and my scene with kind of um, stage directions of flashing back. It was Tom Verica's vision to film it that way. The man is a genius. It was his vision and only him. And I remember him saying, you know, we're going to get Corey and India to learn the lines and we're just going to play. I was like, yeah, man, I'm down. Brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I have no idea what you're going to do, but yes, yes, yes. All of the yeses. Cause I trust him complicitly. So on the day, it was really beautiful. And James is one of these actors. I mean, he's been around for many years. He's an absolute professional and he can just lock in straight away. He knows exactly what to do. So it's really nice to be able, because we don't see each other all that much, you know. So, you know, when I come through the door and I say George and I tell him and he turns to me and I tell him about the... um the kids. Yeah. Oh, you're so excited too. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized that he's not with me. Like James, it was just, it's just like, oh, so easy. It's lovely. It's great. It's brilliant. You know, you can do your work when, when the guy looks at you and is like, so in character, but yet so joined with you as an actor. Mm. It's brilliant. It's really good. Um, And then, you know, we get under the bed and James is a very funny man. He's also hilarious. So we'll be chat, chat, chatting and we're under the bed and, you know, how are you? And he loves his motorbikes and stuff. And, oh, yes, I rode my motorbike here today. And I'm like, oh, great. Chat, chat, chat. Okay. And action. In it. He's in it. Just George. Farmer George. Hide from the heavens with me. Charlotte. Hi, hello. Hello, George. It is quiet here. George, we have succeeded. Our son, Edward, he has married and his wife is with child. Edward is going to be a father. Yes. <laughs> Your line will live on. Our line. Our line. Thank you. 
Thank you. And that's so thrilling. Is it freeing? It's so freeing because I trust that actor will give me what I want. But also that what he does and how he works inspires me to give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was it was so great. And then, you know, you get a... Tom was in the other room um, at Video Village and you get, OK, Golda, um, you come out and let's get India in. So I shuffle out of the bed, <laughs> underneath the bed. Is it a like, high bed? Like, what? how are you no. even doing this? <laughs> no, I'm in full wig, Mm-mm. full costume. It's, it's hilarious. I mean, they should have videoed it, actually, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, you know, and I kind of, you shuffle, you wiggle. And uh, the guys help me up because it's hard to get up, you know, with the wigs and everything. And then India gets in and they do the scene. And then, you know, Tom's like, "Okay, James, you come out. Corey, you go in. And it was literally like that. And I said to Tom, I said, I want to be in the editing room, man, when you edit this scene, because this is like, what is going on? But it was it was so beautiful and glorious to be in an environment that is created by a director like Tom that you can just play. Bingo. I thought it was a really interesting way to think about love and loss because the loss there is, you know, George is not fully himself so to yeah. say, I'm saying with quote marks. Um, so there's like a sense of loss there. I think of like people who have lost people to dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. It's like that similar kind of grief. Someone is still with you, but you're still grieving them. Yeah. Um, I felt that was a really special way to depict loss in Queen Charlotte. In, you know, um, it's just not really seen often. Yeah, and I, I think there's a there's a really beautiful scene that um, connects that, you know, it, which is the first scene with India and Corey where Charlotte comes out into the garden and she sees him mad for the first time, but she decides, she chooses to take him in her arms. Yes. And cares for him. Yes. Right? And cares for him right up until the time I open that door and go under the bed for, with him. Yes. That I, journey, I'm going to throw my computer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that journey from that moment to the woman you see in Bridgerton is all of the understanding of that woman. Do you know what I mean? The audience and the fans, I hope, make that connection and go, oh my God, wow, This from that moment that India embraces him and chooses to become his carer, I never really understood in sickness and in health till death us do part. I never understood it before until that moment. And then you join the dots and the journey to the end scene. Yeah. Did you and India have any heart to hearts about Queen Charlotte? Because it's in in many, many depictions of a queen and opulence and yeah. opportunity. Um, it can get lost. It certainly isn't yeah. lost this time. I don't own this role. 
I really don't. Yes, I'm the OG, <laughs> but I wanted to give her Charlotte and for her to make Charlotte her own. You know, you can't put anything on Charlotte. You know, you can't kind of say, oh, you must do this, you must do that, you must have this look or you must have this walk or whatever. Charlotte does, she won't allow that. You need to be, you need to take her and make her your own, you know, because she stands firm in who you are. She stands firm in how unapologetic you are. For me, it was all about supporting India in her journey with this character. So in terms of that chat, it didn't go that way. <laughs> it didn't go that way. I'm here for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, it she took it and way. made it her own, you know, and I think that's, it's, it's beautiful. And somehow in that, and I think that's why, you know, people are saying, oh my God, it was such, it's such a good fit. You guys are, da, 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 da. you know, you look the same, you did a blah, 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 the action, all of that. I think. That's why she, you know, we allowed her to take it and run with it and make mm -hmm. it her own and celebrate her as an artist within this character. Yes. She tapped in. She clocked in. Yeah, and, she did. And found her essence. Yeah. 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 That, that's what people are, are reacting to that. Yeah. yeah. She found her essence. I like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Golda, Golda, Golda Rochevel, I can't say enough um, to thank you for your time today, for the performance oh. you just left for us on screen. Thank you so much. You're most well, most welcome. And that concludes our episode with the incredible Golda and India, the talented actresses behind the captivating Queen Charlotte. We are very grateful for their presence and their artistry and for charming us with their warmth and their grace. Queen Charlotte absolutely resonates deeply with audiences worldwide and um, it's no wonder why after speaking with the two of them they bring an openness and a grace to the role that only people of a special sort carry. It's a light that they carry that comes through that we're watching and we're witnessing that. These are actresses that have not only written their own narratives, but have also enriched our lives through this narrative Shonda Rhimes wrote, and they delivered that to us. So we are forever grateful for this moment in time where we can experience it. I wonder what people are going to say in 20 years about their depiction of Queen Charlotte. Anyway, again, a heartfelt, heartfelt thanks for their time on the next episode. Oh, there's this amazing moment for me when she asks, as an, as an you know, older Queen Charlotte, she asks Brimsley, why did you never marry? Yep, Shonda Rhimes. Come on back. Queen Charlotte, the official podcast, is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Lauren Homan, Alex Alche, Tyler Klang, and me, Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Tari Harrison. Subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your favorite shows. Get the book. I'm a crispy turn the page, smell the binding kind of queen, but you can download it. And you can find Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story on Netflix. We'll see you next week.
Queen Charlotte, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.